and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by, uh, I don't know, mid-round draft pick. It's Susan Miller-Degnan from our beat writer here at the Miami Herald. Susan, what's going on? Hey, first round draft pick. I don't know if you have the measurables. <laughs> I've got the experience. Well, you got the experience, you got the moxie, you've got uh, you right. know, you're a good clubhouse, good clubhouse leader. I've got the raw talent. It's Coach just like, on the field. I might be a little slow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about not mentally. Not mentally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your 40, your 40 time was not great. No, it's twice, three times, four times as slow as. <laughs> uh, anyway. It's a draft episode. Um, we're about, about, we're recording this Thursday morning. I don't think there will be any news that we're going to miss, but, you know, you never know with Miami athletics. Um, but. Uh, it's Thursday morning. We're about a week out from the draft. Um, I think I would ultimately categorize it as a good one for Miami. Not a great one. I think we thought it had a chance to be a great one. Um, still was a good one, though, uh, in the second half of the episode. Uh, we we're going to do some way too early mock draft stuff because um, it's kind of interesting the names that are popping up. I'm more interested in who is popping up than like necessarily if it means that these people are going to be first round picks, but just the fact that they're on people's radars is interesting to me. Um, but let's start I think, by, uh, yeah. Let, let's start by recapping uh, what happened last week. Um, and it started really good for Miami with um, two first round picks, obviously Jalen Phillips and Gregory Rousseau. Um, second day, a little surprise that we saw no Miami Hurricanes get picked. Uh, but Brevin Jordan and Quincy Roche both wind up going on the third day. And, uh-huh. uh, Jose Borregales signs pretty much right after the draft ends with the Bucks. I think it's a really, yeah, obviously a good situation for him. And, and we knew the kicker, it's, it's always, you know, you never know if they're going to get picked. Um, right. Should we, let's start with the first day though. Um, and actually let's start with Jalen Phillips first. Obviously well, the first, unless you would. Well, you I, yeah. I, I just wanted to say that <clears throat> you were saying it was a good day, not a great day, a, a good draft, not a great day. I'd say it was better than good. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it was, I'd say, it, a little under maybe what we thought like the ceiling was, right? It's not an A plus. It's like an A minus or something. Yeah, that's, yeah, an A or A, yeah, A minus. I would give it an A minus because if you get two first round draft picks. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like you can put that on a graphic, right? Like a, That's A. a I mean, yeah. I mean, it, like it had been so, so you know, it'd been a very long time um, since Miami had, to, you know, 2015, you have to go Fact, since they had two first round draft picks and the last first round draft pick was 2017 with uh, David Njoku. Njoku. Yeah. It had been a while just for that. That's, that's it's before I was covering Miami. Yeah, exactly. And it, 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 but two, two is right away. Boom. Get yeah. you, I think, get you kind of an A the, the it, like you said, we'll, we'll go in the order you want, but it was the, and the second day there was nobody. I, I understand, but just the big picture, the last day, fine. If if both of those guys went pretty high, let's say in the fourth round, yeah. Then then okay, but uh, other than yeah, but that didn't happen. So go, you know, so that pulled it down a little. But um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, well, I want to start with Jalen because he gets to stay in Miami, which is pretty yeah. fun, right? And he was he seemed really excited about it. Um, I mean, everyone kind of knows his story is well documented by now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, uh, you know, as, as he put it, uh, well, Los, he's, Los Angeles made him, Miami saved him. He gets to stay in South Florida. Um, he was the first defensive end off the board, I think, like we thought. Um, I don't know if there's a ton to say about Jalen Phillips, but it's pretty exciting to see, you know, he's going to be staying down here in South Florida where, um, you know, it, it was his time as a hurricane was ultimately like kind of too short, right? Like he got one season. It was a weird COVID season. Um, right. No, it's not a perfect overlap between uh, hurricanes and dolphins fans, but it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a really good situation for him to obviously stay down here. And I think um, obviously fans in South Florida are excited about it too. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, you're 18th overall in the draft. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, again, first defensive end, him and Zayvon Collins, who's like an edge linebacker. Like those are the first two guys off the board. So. Yeah, it's pretty, very, more than pretty. It's very, very impressive. And, uh, you know, knowing that he was so at 225 pounds when he was first training during the 2019 season and not playing at all, um, came in, you know, 225. And I think the, the big thing that was no secret at all, what everybody said was, how high or how low would he go because of his, you know, his uh, injury history. Um, and, you know, he had, he did have a lot of injuries and I, I think that's still a big, uh, I, to me, that would be a concern still. That's all. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely so talented. He showed it on pro day and showed it during the season. I mean, amazing shape. Uh, just can do pretty much everything, but to me, what I keep thinking about um, concussions. Yeah, and no. it, well, the thing with concussions is they're so hard to like account for, basically, right? And that's he's had two uh, documented. I Some think. people say three. Yeah, maybe three. I, I mean, who I, I knows? Know. Like he might have had four or five. Like you know, guys get yeah. concussion, undiagnosed concussions all the time. Um, yeah, and, and you just never right. know which is going to be the one that that like ends it. Exactly. That, that, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, I, I don't mean to be a downer. I just, uh, you know, as far as head injuries go and UCLA and who knows, there's always stuff mm -hmm. scenes you don't know about, but, uh, you know, they made it public about his, uh, concussion history. So, um, you know, I, I just hope he, I really hope he stays healthy. He's so smart and, uh, just a, just a, you know, good, a great pick all around. That is a concern though. That's for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, if, if it wasn't for those injuries, he maybe goes a couple of spots higher. Um, I, you know, he clearly was, I think the best defensive end in this draft and um, you can never yeah. have too many. So, so good. Uh, yeah. So good, good. A little bit of a risk, but uh, I think mostly, was, you know, as long as he stays healthy, a pretty safe pick for the Dolphins. Uh yeah, but as long as he stays, as long as he stays healthy, I agree, I agree with Jalen in that everybody gets hurt. You know, it's a rough sport. Uh, it, it it is, and everybody does get hurt. And I don't even think he's amazing that he overcame the wrist, sort like very intricate, uh, an intense wrist injury from the uh, the accident when he was on a scooter mm. or whatever it was. And, and a car hit hit him. Um, amazing recovery. And he had leg injuries, I think, and other injuries. But everybody has injuries. Everybody has that. Yeah. 
And if you can recover from it, that's fine. Again, I don't mean to, I just, it's the head stuff that concerns me. And um, yeah, I just hope he's okay. Um, let's, let's shift over to Greg. Uh, Cause that was, I think for Miami fans, probably the most exciting moment maybe of the draft, right? I mean, we all knew that Jalen was going to go in the first round somewhere. Greg, yes. obviously at one point was kind of viewed as a potential top five top, or top 10, top 15 pick, uh, obviously opted out and started just basically sliding throughout the year. And then in the like week or so week, two, three weeks leading into the draft, um, there was kind of a lot of buzz that he was going to fall out of the first round. Yes. Um, because, because of the combine, uh, the yeah, not, not the, not the greatest pro day combined with not playing this last year. Having yeah. oh, only what like fifteen games in his career or something like that. Yeah, um, not a not a bad, not a not a horrible pro day by no, any. It just wasn't like people thought he was going to come out maybe and be a freak basically. So yeah, but I I just think that once I think Jalen, you know, everything always in life is it's in perspective, you know. So, uh, J, you know, Jalen came out and wowed everybody. He was amazing, amazing. Okay, wowed the nation. And um, so everybody after that, <laughs> it was going to be, you, you couldn't help but compare him to, to Jalen. And he's kind of the same position. So, or, you know, Jalen will be a linebacker, I guess, right? Outside linebacker. But mm-hmm. um, uh, that, that in a way kind of hurt him. And I, after that pro day, Greg's, you know, quote unquote, stock went down or whatever, whatever that means. Cause I've learned now that the, yeah, the projections are not bad. They're okay. But if they all change and everybody does whatever the, the exciting flavor of the day is kind of, it all changes. But I, one thing, one trend that I did notice in the draft was that um, it seemed that guys that opted out fell a little bit. Is that yeah, right? For the most part. I mean, even Penny Sewell, who goes what eight? He's like the well. The the real trend I noticed is it seemed you know what we had three quarterbacks off the board right away, then a bunch, right. of, then uh, three straight wide receivers, then two straight cornerbacks. Like you know, I, I think it is pretty good evidence of like what the priorities are for these NFL teams right now, and that is uh, the passing game. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I mean, even. Uh, you know, Penny Sewell, who's once thought to be like this generational type tackle prospect, um, falls to uh, eight, I guess it was. I, um, yeah, I, I think everybody fell. It doesn't mean they fell. Jamar Chase was really the one who didn't no. suffer at all. But yeah, it seems like everyone fell like a couple spots pretty much if they opted. Or, or even more. I, 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 yeah, a few spots of whatever, but you know, they lost some money. But yeah. um, but then again, ha- you know, they also did, you know, had a whole season without getting injured, let's say, or. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Never- it was a risk. It was always a risk reward thing. Opting it, it, it was. A, and I'm sure those guys were sweating it out and, and doubting themselves. I'm sure Greg, you know, deep, deep down was wondering if he made the right decision. I, I, I mean, he, he believes he did make the right decision, but I know that he was, he was, wor- I'm sure he was worried about, it. I don't know, I'm not in his mind, but I'm sure he was a little worried about what that meant. How can you help not worry when that's all you see and read? And, but so when he went in the first round, uh, 30th, um, I was really happy. So yeah. happy. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely the, uh, like I said, the most thrilling moment of the night if you're a Miami fan because um, it was looking dicey there. I mean, it went all the way to pick 30 and it was looking dicey. And It was, and he's so nice. He's such a good kid. I honestly, great family from Broward. Uh, and I, could, I was like, oh my God, he's going to Buffalo. Buffalo! Because honestly, I asked him, um, just just asked him and talking to him a couple days before or that week um what like how much has he been in the cold and he has not i don't yeah whatever he said about buffalo he has not okay he has and he's like i know he's never played in the cold the real cold yeah. and he was like oh god if that happens but i think he's overjoyed now buffalo right yeah yeah and he gets to play with jaquan johnson Yes, yes, Jaquan Johnson, and there is a you know such a Miami connection. Jim Kelly and yep. um, uh, Dan Morgan, right? Oh yeah, Dan Morgan. Yes, the player person, director of player personnel, and you know that Dan is all over the UM players. So yep. yeah, happy, so happy for Greg. Oh, and I think Feliciano is still there. Right? Yes, 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 and I think, uh, I think. I think he's going to be okay. I think he'll get used to the cold and figure it out. I'm really hoping he does well. I'm excited for him. I know they say he's a project and they're going to, you know, groom him, but happy. I'm looking at all his videos and stuff and happy for him. Yeah. Yeah. He was, um, again, like Jalen Phillips is the polished guy. Greg was a little bit more of a project. Not a surprise. I think, you know, if he, that, that was kind of the risk he took not coming back for, and playing this year, right? Was, if he'd come back this year and showed a ton of product, like we just don't really know what he looks like as a pass rusher right now. And mm-hmm. like looked a little bit more polished. You know, he, he did so much that that Richard freshman year, just with his size and athleticism, if he had come right. back and shown a little more polished. Yeah. He probably would have been the first defensive end pick, but if he came but, back but, and, and did not and he looked still just kind of like the same guy, um, you know, he might've fallen even further. So. And, 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 and also David, a lot, and I didn't mention this a lot of, a lot of UM players, as you know, uh, got COVID and yeah, they did get COVID and, and some of them, you know, uh, outblades, yeah. you know, myocarditis had heart issues. Greg's a big guy, you know, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I just, and you never know how it's going to affect you and the long-term effects. And, um, and now he's been, he's been vaccinated and he's probably about to get his second one soon. I think he got it in Moderna, he told me. But, um, you know, that, okay, so you're 30 in the first round. And again, you, you, you never got COVID, you, you know. Yeah, uh, it, it ultimately worked yeah. out. He's going to have every chance now to be, be the player that, um, yeah. you know, that, that we th- every bit the player we thought he could be. You know, and, we- and, and David, the other thing is, I think his upside this is really cool. I think his future, his upside is huge. I think yeah, it's more than Jalen Phillips. Yeah. Because again, he's only played basically like two and a half years of defensive end. Like he just hasn't played the position a lot. And that's, yeah. I think that's, he's, that's why teams, that's part exciting. of why teams are drafting him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm there. I'm going to be following his career for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to the, the guy, two guys who end up going Saturday. Um, Revan Jordan, I think, falling a little bit more than we expected. Right. Uh, same with Quincy Roche going in the sixth round. Uh, I think we thought there was a chance he could 
maybe go fourth, fifth. Um, oh yeah, or, or third. I, I even should, third. That was a shock for me, by the way. Yeah, Shay was a shock for me. I don't understand I, everything he's done. He had a great pro day. He had better than a great. He had a really good pro day, uh, and and I don't know. I I I I thought okay. He thought he was going. He thought he was going to go in the second round, maybe third. I everybody thinks they're going to go higher. I, I thought for sure, third round maybe. I, I didn't. Maybe fourth, you know. But um, yeah, very. That was a little bit of a shocker for me, more than a little bit. And I was yeah. so happy it was Pittsburgh, the Steelers that took him, because you know, because he's from. Um, Baltimore he probably grew up a Ravens fan hating the Steelers, but uh, still. Yes, yes, but he knows you know how, how good the Steelers' reputation for defense and all that, and uh, uh, you know he, he grew up. Yeah, I mean in that area in around Baltimore and stuff, um, he's very excited. I'm 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 glad. I just can't believe sixth round. Yeah, I was surprised because. And then you the know, end I, of the sixth round. I get why he wasn't going to go first or second because of the size or whatever, but uh-huh. I don't know. Like, he's open. Like, it seems like he's going to play outside linebacker there, which is you know, not yes, necessarily he what he did at Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he, like, shows flashes there, and he was such a good pass rusher. I, I don't know. Like, it's just – it was – yeah, I agree with you. It was weird. I, I know this also just wasn't the best uh, defensive end draft. I don't know how many like defensive end outside linebackers were taken in comparison to other years. If the number was lower, I guess like, you know, it just, you know, when there, when there are, when the high end guys are not the same, it causes kind of everyone to drop a little bit because, you know, there's not like that run. There was never like a run on defensive ends. It didn't feel like in this draft, you know, like, you know, there's some, you know, you see a run on quarterbacks sometimes in the mid rounds or, uh, a bunch of wide receivers will go in a row and, and teams start like moving up to make sure they get their guy that it never seemed like that happened with defensive ends, which right. I think hurt everyone across the board in this draft. But yeah, I mean, he, it seems like impossible that he's not going to be a solid NFL player. Yeah. I, and the thing is like, I, I agree with you. I think he is. And I, he's the 30, he was the 32nd pick of the sixth round. Yeah. So I literally, I guess not the, literally the last, but yeah, like. Yeah. Cause the compensatory those, picks yeah. come, but. And, and their compensatory picks before that and all that. So, you know, but 216, 216th out of 259. Hey, to be drafted is, is a miracle to me. It's like a gift, but, um, but yeah, I was, I really was surprised about him. Um, and I think I wish him all the luck in the world. He's super, um, he has a, he has a kind of attitude. I mean, he's ready to, to, show people what they passed over and i and i think he's a super hard worker and he's very mature and um yeah i think he'll i i think he'll be a success story let's see what happens basically the one knock i think you would throw on him is like it's hard to necessarily imagine him being like a star just right. because of the size and all that uh-huh. which, is, which makes sense of like why you fall out of the first three rounds right because in the first three rounds you're basically hoping to find pro bowlers and stuff um but yeah, falling all the way to the end of the sixth, that was surprising. I agree. Uh, Brevin Jordan, the other one who, who falls more than expected um, into the third day of the draft. Mm-hmm. 
it was kind of a similar, you know, similar situation with what I was talking about with, with defensive ends and stuff. There was never necessarily that run on tight ends, which probably like hurt him. You know, you get Kyle Pitts right off the bat. And then in the second round, you know, the Dolphins get Hunter Long from Boston College. Uh, Pat Fryermuth goes. Uh, the one that was surprising me was the Notre Dame tight end going ahead of Brevin. But again, we we knew that there was a chance that Brevin was going to fall a little bit. Um, injury stuff, the size, you know, he's he's a very different type of tight end than, than what most teams are looking for in a tight end. Um, he, you know, the analysts and stuff seemed to like not be into him as a blocker. I know Miami always really liked him as a blocker, but that was a little, uh, a little surprising a guy though, that I think it's kind of the similar with like Quincy Roche. Like it's hard to imagine him not being a solid NFL player. If he, as long as he stays healthy. Yeah. I think, I think he can be more than solid. I yeah. think, he, but uh, you know, he was pick he was picked early. Um, in the fifth round, he was uh, third, the third pick of the fifth round, 147th overall. Um, and compared to 216th, let's say for Quincy, but still that was a shocker. That was what everybody was posting on social media, tweeting, um, because eight tight ends. I know Pitts, obviously. Trey McKitty from uh, Florida State or Georgia via Florida State. He was like, you know, he was, I think you've caught everybody. And then the last Dolphins- year. And the Dolphins pick Hunter you know, Long, which wasn't a huge surprise of him going ahead of Brevin, but still just another you know, one. Yeah, that's kind of an uh, every time Las Vegas, because he's from Las Vegas, had a pick. I wondered, even though I, I, I just, uh, I, I, he fell, he fell pretty far, and I think he's better than that. And, um, and I think he could. I, I know he's not massive. I, people do like those big six five guys or whatever but uh he's very solid i mean he can catch he's he's very strong um he does have a he also has had injuries but i don't know david i don't think that the injuries are enough for him do you think i'm wrong i mean he had the list frank fracture but he had it i guess he had surgery for it on his foot um but he and he missed each year but i to me, it's just like a combination of things. It's the injuries, it's the size, you know, and the injuries with him, it was, it's not like he had like one thing that kept acting up, which no, that's one concern. He also was just like kind of the guy who like the type of guy, it's just like felt like there was always something. And he was probably playing through a lot too. Like, I'm not like questioning his toughness. He might, he or might have had COVID. But, he had COVID things too. I'm yeah, not- I'm not, like I'm not questioning his toughness or anything like that, but he's just, you know, he, he was a guy who would, you know, he didn't play. He just always was banged up. And part of that is probably the way he plays and the combination of the size and just like body type stuff that, you know, I, I kind of get it. And then, you know, personality stuff too. Like we love Brevin, um, but he's a, he's a character, right? Like some oh, teams, yes. NFL teams that are, um, can be a little more stodgy, I think, than, than a program like Miami. Um, you know, you could see some coaches just being like, for a guy who is not, who we don't, picture as a like a lock pro bowler like i'm just not even gonna worry about it and i think ultimately it makes him a steal late like a a late a potential late draft steal but um you know it it was kind of just like a combination of things like you know i would have obviously taken him higher than the fifth round i think he's probably like the fourth best tight end in this draft maybe even higher than that um but 
I mean, it's like you got to find the right fit, right? It's all about fit. It's the same thing with like Greg Rousseau when like he was slipping. It was all it takes is one team to, um, to, to fall in love with you, to take you in the first round. It obviously can work the opposite way too, where like if there's only 10 teams in the draft that want to pick a tight end or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you, you got to be a fit with that, with one of those 10 and in the right spot or you're going to slide a little bit. Like it, once you get past the first, second, third round, the sl- that's when the, sl- the like big slides happen. I mean, think of Greg Gerald Willis a couple of years ago where we thought he was going to be like a third round pick and then you slide past the third and then it can just keep going. Well, with him though, I think it was more. Well, than- it was more obviously than, yeah, than anything with problem. Brevin, but I'm just saying like, you know, you, 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 take a sec a guy who's got a second round or third round grade you take at some point because like the talent eventually is um like outweighs all but if if teams have like a fourth round grade on you 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 start sliding a little bit more i think yeah and i and like you said i think you mentioned this too i i I actually love this about brevin about brevin jordan his he's so outspoken uh, you use the word brash at times, but but charismatic, always friendly with us, really exuberant, outgoing, and he always spoke his mind. And sometimes, perhaps he, there are things he probably would have been better to just not say. Let's you can say, imagine Bill Belichick not wanting him on his team. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Like on pro day, him saying, you know, say, you know, he got so upset that people, you know, talking about the injuries, um, any, any, uh, uh, that he had too many injuries and he was said how much he loved UM and how, which is, I'm sure is true and how hard he played. And, you know, anybody who thinks that is stupid, he kept saying is yeah. stupid. That's probably not the best thing to say, but um, even though he's very, He's frank. He's, you know, he's honest, kind of. I think he says what he feels, and I kind of like that. And, and again, always respectful with us, at least. Um, and then he said that Michael Irvin was the original playmaker, and that he was playmaker junior. You know, that he could line up all over the field, yeah. put him in the slot on the outside. He, you know, uh, he's a playmaker. So, so which which is fine. And he, I love that about him but probably i would have been a little i would have been a little more subdued about that stuff you're right about uh the paths and teams like that that yeah. was like uh, i said it's it's not necessarily one of those things it's like i don't need that from a 21 year old or whatever yeah it's a combination of like if he was if he had kyle pitts production like you ignore all that other stuff or if he uh you know if he never if he had a totally clean bill of health throughout his whole college career, he probably goes a little bit higher or if he just has his stats and you don't know anything about his personality. Um, he probably goes a little bit higher. Like I'm not saying uh, one of those things is what knocked it down, but it's the combination of, of all three. And yeah, but one I, thing that surprised I, me is that there wasn't some team that just like totally fell in love with him. Right. right well, yeah. Cause and I think I, a lot of like college football fans, like people who just watch a lot of college football and maybe aren't like Miami people necessarily. Uh-huh. I think everyone is just like Brevin Jordan's like a stud. Like I think just like ca- like yeah. not casual fans, but like people who just follow the whole college football landscape. Like like I know people who were stunned when he was like falling that far, just because they were like, no, I, I felt like I was like the third best tight end in the country. 
Yeah, I, I agree. And I, and by the way, I, I, I think I said this, but as far as his personality goes, everything I said is true, but to me, that would be awesome for an NFL team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. He he's smart. He's, I love the way the words that come out of his mouth and he would generate a lot of uh, clicks. He'll be a social media favorite. In, uh, yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break and then we will come back and uh, look ahead to the 2022 uh, draft. All right, Susan, we are back. Um, and uh, I literally just got a push notification from ESPN. McShay's first 2022 mock draft. Uh, so ah, I'm great. skimming through it right now to make sure there's not a Miami. Oh my God. <laughs> Zion Nelson, number five. <laughs> so that was going to be our big topic uh, for That's this, funny. for this segment was uh, the Zion Nelson draft chatter. Obviously we are a year away from the draft. Um, as I tweeted uh, at you or, or retweeted you with this, uh, with a quote, quote tweeted, that's the word. Um, way too early mock drafts are the, easily the dumbest thing I get really excited about. Because uh, different than like way too early top 25s, I actually feel like I kind of learned something from reading these mock drafts. Like it just gives me the idea of who like the stars are on the college landscape. Um, and in Zion's case, I think a lot of people are probably looking at this mock draft and being like, what the, what, how, how? And I think um, also, David, I think, I swear to God, you're going to laugh when I say this. Well, I think a couple of mock drafts come out and then everybody else kind of looks. Oh, at I think, them. yeah, it's, it's a hive mind group think. Yeah, I think they say, oh, everybody. Oh, these three said Zion Nelson. I'm not saying Zion won't be. OK, yeah, but that's why the McShay one having him five stands out to me. Right. Because like, right. you know, he's plugged in. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, he also has Bubba Bolden yeah. going 20th. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about Bubba. But the, the Zion thing is fascinating. I mean, if you think of like. We, we love Greg's story, right? Like that's a kind of like a great, um, I don't want to say like rags to riches, but like underdog, you know, he was not super heavily recruited, obviously came in uh-huh. skinny wide receiver safety and ended up becoming a first round pick defensive end. Um, Zion is like that to the extreme, right? Where he was, I remember when he committed, like he had, he had been committed to Appalachian State. And he was a two-star right. recruit. And it was like Miami missed on all their other tackle targets. And it was like, oh, like this is really what they got. They got really scraping the bottom of the barrel to, to find guys. Um, and then he shows up and uh, Dan Enos raved about him uh, right away. And mm-hmm. he ends up starting right away as a true freshman. And it's really ugly. Um, and now he had a really good sophomore year. And now teams are – I guess legitimately view him as a potential first round pick. Yeah. And he comes in the UM. Uh, he's from South Carolina, uh, Sumter, South Carolina. And he was like 240 pounds. Yeah. He came in at 240. He played less than that at, in high school. And um, yeah, that's, it's amazing. And now he's like 315 pounds or whatever he is. Um, and yeah, nobody can forget a couple seasons ago, UM's offensive line. Yeah. So yeah, and he was, and he was in a lot of ways, the poster boy for that terrible offensive line, not because he was hopeless, but just because he was this true freshman who was like the number, what is he? I might have his 24. He was the number 1,414 recruit in the country. Um, 
And that was after the bump that he gets for committing to Miami. Like, you know, they always do that. Like if Miami wants you, it must mean you're better than a two star. Um, He had six scholarship offers from Miami, App State, Campbell, Coastal Carolina, Georgia Southern and Western Kentucky. Um, His 24 seven page, you know, usually it's like a headshot, like from a guy at a camp or just, you know, like uh, one of the reporters goes out to the school to talk to the guy. Uh, it's just like a really grainy cropped photo of him, like in his helmet, like not a posed headshot, like him in the middle of a game. So, you know, no one, none of like the recruiting reporters or anyone was out there watching this guy uh, during his senior season. Um, and he ends up starting right away, like we said, uh, right. too skinny, too, you know, clearly overwhelmed. Um, but I think even that year we were all like, if this line's going to be terrible, you might as well just let a guy like Zion loose and see, um, see what he can become. And, you know, they, the, the idea with him always was he's this kind of freaky athlete um, at the tackle spot, you know, like you said, six, five, two forty coming out of high school. Um, if he, mm-hmm. if he could bulk up and keep his speed, he was going to be a star. And that's kind of, I guess what he's becoming. Yeah. And that, and the thing is, the- <laughs> This year, UM should have a really good offensive line. Yeah. And so that right away puts more um, attention on Zion. And um, also, you know, people aren't saying anything about Devon Donaldson because he had a you know, turn, whatever, ACL, whatever else he tore um, and had to go to reconstructive knee surgery. Um, so, I mean, so now you've got Devon. Devon is the one that the, I think, players and coaches are really, um, you know, raving about, and he's, he, he's, this will be his fifth year, I think, Navon. Yeah. and I think he could also, by the way, I know they're not putting him in because of the knee, you don't know, but I think he could be like really, really good and a high, a high draft pick also. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not positive he's a first round guy, but yeah, like second, I, I would not be surprised. You know, he was a huge, he was, the converse of, of Zion where he is um, uh-huh. he was a huge recruit coming out of Miami central and awesome as a freshman, right. He was like a freshman, all American um, yeah. playing right guard for that 2017 team that went to the orange. Really good. Um, and, you know, then just had, you know, I think he's had weight issues and obviously injury issues and um, mm-hmm. he's moved around a lot. He's played right tackle. He's played right guard. Um, I think he played some maybe left guard also at some point. So, He's the, the flip side of Zion, but yeah, that's, they're, they're kind of the two in a lot of ways. I think the two anchors of this, this offensive line, um, it's worth noting that Zion was also like good last year, right? Like that's, that's, uh-huh. that's what's lost in this. If he was terrible last year, still like he would not be in these drafts, but this is according to McShay's mock uh, Zion zero sacks allowed only three pressures in 336 pass block snaps. So like, that's, that's pretty right. good. And it's not like Miami went against went up against a bunch of like scrubs this year. They went up against Clemson, um, who they, they had a really young defensive line, but probably like two or three future first round picks on it. They went up against Pitt, obviously, who had two All American defensive ends. So like he he got he got some work this year and and um, held his own. How how cool would it be if 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 McShay is right and Cincinnati Bengals pick fifth and they get um, Zion. Uh, and they get Zion, and then he he protects has to protect Joe Burrow. Yeah, 
Yeah, because that's that was the thing that a lot of people thought the Bengals were going to take Penny Sewell this year, and and they didn't. So that they're, they're the kind of going to be the team and looking for that franchise left tackle. And um, right, it was kind of a down tackle draft last year. I think beyond uh, Sewell this year, if you look at McShay's mock, he's got two tackles in the top five. Another one, Evan Neal uh, from Okeechobee, Cleveland Gary's cousin. I'm pretty sure um, mm-hmm. in the top ten. So uh, the Zion thing. It, uh, there was an interesting article, uh, Bud Elliott from 24-7 Sports. Uh, kind of every year he'll go and look at basically, the, I think, the top 100 picks and, and look at find, find the guys who are former two stars and how basically what happened. Like, how did they fall under the radar? How did they fall through the cracks? What happened to them in college to make them go from two-star recruits to, um, you know, early, you know, first, second, third round draft picks and – the big, the common thread in almost all of them is the the massive change of size. I think that the number he used is they've like gained 15% of their body weight, um, right. which I think Zion would definitely hit that. I, I know Zion was technically a three-star recruit, but again, like I said, I think he was a two-star recruit when he committed to Miami, when he was committed to App State. Um, and he's definitely a guy who hits that like 15, like what, what, what is he, what's he listed at now? Zion? Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I have it. I think he was like 315, 65. I have that actually. He is, let's see. Yeah. So he's gained, he was listed at 240 coming out of high school. So he's like at a 25% weight increase since high school, basically. And, and that 240 that was, I guarantee you that was jacked up a little bit. Yeah, probably. Because he never did, I don't think he ever did like camps or anything. So it's not like Six, he was five. still weighted. Yeah. Six five three sixteen. He's listed as yeah. I, so he, you know, the the way that that you go from being an under unheralded recruit, especially at a position like defensive line or offensive line, um, uh-huh. is you go from being this skinny athlete in high school that a, that a school is like, you know, if if we get this guy in our weight system, our weight training program, and he doesn't lose his speed, he's going to be a freak. Um, that's exactly what happened with Zion, right? Where he is. Um, he was, that was what Miami was doing. That's why Stacy Searles recruited him was like, this guy is a crazy athlete. He's really fast at the tackle spot. Um, if we put 50 pounds on him and, and he keeps all of that and then he can be a, a franchise left tackle. And, and that um, it took some time, obviously that the freshman year was, uh, pretty, pretty gruesome. Uh, but, but it, um, it clearly has come together. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we, I, and let's talk about the other Miami player who is in limited, but McShay just has him going 20th to Philadelphia Eagles, now, yeah. which is about, it's, I think it's the highest I've seen. Um, Bubba Bolden, safety Bubba Bolden, who we thought we were all debating, was he going to come back? Or we, and we all said, man, he needs to come back. Okay. But he's one of those guys that definitely could have turned pro. And and been very disappointed, um, uh, and and yet now people have him going in the first round. A few people, so uh, he's another guy who was very skinny when he came in, um, but he's 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 listed as six three and, and two hundred um, by Miami, so he's probably a little less than that. But uh, yeah, he's he's a guy that could really. Uh, jump up 
in the ratings next year. For him, it's going to be all about consistency, right? Like when he was at his best last year, like he looked like the best safety in the country. Like he was a Thorpe Award, what, semifinalist or whatever. Um, He was awesome in a couple games early to start the year. I think the the like indelible image of his season is the the Clemson game where his face is all bloody. And was he the one who Uh blocked the kicker, ran it back? Um, So... Lawrence, I I think, and he looks so beautiful making tackles for part of the year. And then Mm -hmm. for other parts of the year during other games, it's like, what? Totally taking wrong angles, right? Not missing tackles and things like that. That was hard to understand because so sound, you know, technically in the beginning of the year and stuff. I'm but um, he was very, he's another smart kid. Um, and uh, I'm very glad he came back. I think he's going to have a, hopefully he has a great season. Yeah. I think he's going to check all the boxes with like the leadership type stuff. Um, uh-huh. And obviously he's got the physical tools, like a six, three safety, like mm-hmm. who looks like he can cover, like you can move fluidly enough to cover. He's going to have to be better. All right. Like he's, he can't have like bad angles and all that kind of stuff with tackles, like you were saying. But, um, you know, and he's a guy who's probably been on NFL teams' radars, like, since he got to USC. He was – another guy who was a huge recruit coming out of high school um, and, um, you know, had some off-the-field stuff over at USC, <laughs> right? And uh, so there's going to be, like, questions about that, certainly. But I think he's um, he's done a good job of, like, kind of – with whatever his second chance or whatever you want to call this, like – yeah, uh, it like it seems like Miami loves him. They love he's gonna be the leader of this defense this year. And um, you know, well, is he I gonna be a first so. round pick? Maybe he's definitely gonna be a pretty high pick, though, it feels like. I think so. And that and now I, I, I agree. He's really good. That was a very important return. Yes. I who's a return, really important. They they have some really, you know, they're great. I mean, great in the safety position. Um so I think they're in very good shape there. And uh, it's always interesting to talk about, like we've said this a million times, everybody says this, well, you're, these projections, I mean, Brevin Jordan was a was for sure a first rounder at first, at very first, you yeah. know, back. and then he dropped to the second round. Then he dropped to the third round. I'm not talking about the actual draft projections. And the other way around, you know, Jalen Phillips, Coming into last year, no one would have had him as a first-round pick just because you hadn't seen right. But then he gets on the field, he's awesome, and he starts rising, and he starts rising. And, and Greg was the opposite, too, where it was he was a top-five pick or top-ten pick or whatever. And so, obviously, yeah. obviously, a lot will change. But I just think it's interesting to see who's on people's radar. And really, the, the Zion thing is, is fascinating to me. Yeah. It, it is. And now he, now the other fascinating thing will be how his, how, you know, mentally, emotionally and stuff, how he deals with all this. He's kind of a quiet, yeah. is quiet, right? And he's not, he's kind of the opposite personality as like Brevin. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. You already mentioned Naban, so you can say, you can use this name if you want, but out not including those two, if there's some Miami player who, kind of surprises people and rises into the first round conversation. Who's, who's your pick? Um, Silvera. Uh, I like it. A little small, I guess. He's going to, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Will Mallory. 
I was Will Mallory was gonna be my pick. It could be. There's only uh, one. There's only one tight end listed listed in the first round of this mock that McShay has. Uh, Jalen right. Leitermeyer from uh, Texas A&M, who actually like I'm pretty sure picked between Miami and Texas A&M. Um, he's from Texas originally, but I know he visited Miami. Um, but I, I could see Will Mallory with a year about, as the number one guy being super healthy and all that kind of stuff. How about um, I don't the guys that I like. I like Gilbert Frierson. I could see him turning pro. Uh, I I think uh, I think like Charleston Rambo. I think is too small, right? Yeah. The the one other name I was going to throw out is um, Tyreek Stevenson. Oh, okay. No, no, Charleston Rambo. They list him as six one, but he's I don't know. He could be really good. To, uh, yeah, Tyreek. Just because it, you know he didn't play a lot of corner at Georgia, if he can play corner at a high level at that size, he's going to be like uh, he's going to get in that like freak label, right? Where if, if you're a corner that's like that big and can still move, um, right? Teams are going to be interested in that, certainly. Yeah, but he's got to do it. Like we just haven't seen it, obviously. Um, and it's not like he like looked incredible in the spring game. He looked good, but he didn't look like a all America, right. so like you, Charleston you know, Rambo look. Charleston Rambo yeah. look. Yeah, yeah. He Charleston Rambo. The only thing is he's a little older, and wide receivers are like to an extent like a dime a dozen, right? So, but I like the Navon pick. Is I don't know if he's gonna be a first round pick because again he's a little older. He's a guard. Can he play tackle? Um, I don't know, but I like the idea of him. Like if he has a monster year, he's so freaking big and. We know he can still like we've seen him be big and be able to move like that was kind of his calling card as a freshman before I think he right. probably some bad weight after that but when he was still like uh you know still growing into himself he was you know he was a guy who could get down the field and blow guys up so I like I like that him as a mention too but Mallory's the guy for me that um uh, I just think with a chance to be the guy maybe he uh maybe he has a monster year but how about um how about i mean first round come on first round is rare i know i know i mean i don't think i don't think any of these guys will but i'm just throwing out names oh no i understand but how about just uh just the draft like when we finish after day three i think they're going to be more i think think more people in all drafted what do you think um I'm, I'm trying to figure this out here. I, yeah, you got Zion, you got Bubba, you got Navon, you got Nesta Silvera, maybe. Um, maybe. You got, um, uh, Mallory. Mallory. You've got Harley, maybe. Uh, Harley, he'll be drafted. You got I Rambo. Think- yeah, I mean, you could be looking, I mean, who knows, but there's like seven-ish guys, I think, that are like going to be on the radar. Maybe Derek King. Oh yeah, Derek. That was the other one I wanted to talk about. <laughs> you're right. Um, yeah, so I think like, I would guess I'd put the over if you're putting the over under at four and a half or whatever. You'd probably say the over right now. Yeah, there's just gonna be so many guys in the draft. Yeah, uh, totally. There and there are gonna be more guys going out early, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's early anymore? You know, now that they're be- now that they've been given another year. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
thanks as always for listening. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at S Miller Degnan. She's got a baseball explainer of a, a weird situation going on with regards to hosts. So check that out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Um, I'm, I'm all over the place, uh, but until then, uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Adios.